to the Work For Your Meat podcast. This is your co-host, Jordan Teff, and your host, Matthew Burroughs. Hey, everybody. I am Matthew Burroughs, the host of this podcast for Work For Your Meat. And today on episode one, we are going to talk about some things that just don't go as planned. Um, and that is true to this whole weekend because things did not go as planned as we wanted it to. Yeah, Matt, I think this is going to be another good podcast also just to kind of break down and kind of give everybody an idea of who we are, uh, what we do, and maybe just a general idea of what this podcast is going to be about, um, additionally about what this weekend uh, is about <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, you said it best that definitely it's uh, – <laughs> this podcast is definitely going to be fun. It's going to be interactive. We're going to be talking a lot about – you know, things we do to train for our hunts. Um, a lot of this West Coast hunting is a lot of backpacking in and uh, kind of becomes kind of tough at sometimes. Altitude and all that kind of becomes a factor. So we talk about training for the hunt, um, actually hunting, getting skunked, life lessons, cooking, eating, just everything you harvest. So this weekend, <laughs> I was supposed to go to the White Mountains to go trout fishing and hanging out up there. Well, I was originally supposed to go up there and hunt, but I realized that you can't hunt up there with over-the-counter tags for archery. And I learned the hard way when Jordan decided to call me and asked me to call the game wardens up there in Sholo, Arizona, and I, oh, not Sholo, Pinetop, and I found out that I'm not allowed to hunt there. So we were going to turn it into a uh, trout fishing trip, and it was going to be a blast. And we were going to go with our buddy Jake, who will be on the podcast probably in a week or so. Um, and his sister had twins, and he didn't tell us. So kind of let us know last minute, and it was awesome. It's great. They actually are doing well. Family's doing well. Um, so I ended up coming up here to Phoenix and hanging out with JT, and we were going to go hunt in the morning, uh, Saturday morning this morning. And we got out to the first spot, and JT, why don't you just tell them what happened at the first spot, buddy? Yeah, so I have, uh, I have this serious problem with uh, following the rules. Um, I guess it just has to do with my job, um, being a law enforcement officer. But I am not a rule breaker whatsoever, um, so... I know there's stereotypes out that you know cops think that they're above the law, but I'm not one of them. Um, sometimes I rock in the HOV lane when I'm not supposed to, but that's like it. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get up uh, to where we're gonna hunt up in Unit 21, um, just north of Fountain Hills, uh, which is like a little bit northwest or sorry, northeast of uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, first time there, uh, we tried to get some tips from my buddy Bobby who. Uh, he will also be on this podcast eventually. Uh, <laughs> he's an awesome hunter. Uh, he's in Mexico. Especially Western hunter. Yeah, he's on vacation right now. Uh, so we get up there, uh, kind of have a general idea based off of some uh, topo maps that we were using um, to find some of the service roads up there. Um, it kind of ended up being a cluster. We get up there, and one of my biggest pet peeves about the uh, – I don't want to say game of fish. It's not game of fish. It's actually the Forest Service in Arizona – is that they don't label the roads, um, you know, they're, they're very vague. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm not going to try to be mean about it, but they're super vague, um, and it's really hard to tell um, whether or not you're able to access it or, you know, you get to a spot where it says, you know, no entry at all on east side of, you know, so-and-so river. Um, yeah. 
but again, how I mean, we were we were kind of contemplating whether that was vehicle entry or that was just personal passage because it was actually in the national forest in Tonto National Forest. So um, we uh, we kind of took some time getting into a spot, <laughs> and then when we did, we realized that there is water in Arizona and that the uh, Verde River is flowing very well this time of year, and ended up only having about. Uh, I would say 200 yards between where we parked and the water of a strip of land that we can hunt. And it was not really covered in vegetation. Um, that you know, wild like horses. Yeah. There was a handful of wild horses, which is always, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to see. It's, it's uh, kind of beautiful to see them out in the wild. But uh, yeah, I, you know, being a worry wart that I am, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of uh, delayed us a little bit. And, uh, yeah. And just, we ended up moving a little bit. So, so he just uh, he sat in the car for a little bit and kept giving me all these reasons on, I don't know, I don't know if we should do this, I don't know if we should do this. And I don't know too much about it, and I was just like, let's go, go, go. And he was kind of no, 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 because he is just on that mindset of, I don't want to screw up. And it makes sense, it's smart, we don't want to get fined, we don't want to do anything dumb, we don't want to get in trouble. Um, so we left that spot, and we decided to, what, drive up the road was a little bit farther? Yeah, we drove up uh, We drove up a little bit farther into uh, Tonto National Forest, where we knew there were some other service roads um, closer to uh, one of the lakes out in the middle of uh, Tonto Forest. Um, we got up there, ended up being very busy. Uh, weekends out here, especially this time of year, given the wintertime, uh, Pretty common to see 75, 85, you know, degree days. Um, people are going to be out cruising around in ATVs, other hunters, uh, recreational, you know, hikers, bird watchers, um, you know, other yahoos out there. But uh, ended up being pretty busy, but we ended up finding a little pull-off on one of the service roads, uh, heading to uh, one of the lakes out there, and uh, decided that we were going to kind of take a shot. So that's what we did. Yeah, and uh, we definitely took a shot. Um, well, actually, no, we didn't take any shots. Yeah, no shots were taken. No shots were taken, actually, at all. It was just a uh, <coughs> very long hike. <laughs> and no animals were harmed in the making of uh, <laughs> no, hunt. No animals were harmed because we just didn't see anything. I actually saw we were walking down the trail. We were walking. We're about maybe, what, two miles in, maybe two or three miles in. Yep. And we're walking around. We're like, man, we just haven't seen anything like there is nothing around no i mean tracks, we, no tracks no, no nothing scat, and no birds nothing yeah and jt goes man i haven't even seen a rabbit and literally like two seconds after that a rabbit comes running out of this bush and like runs over my foot and i go hey man a rabbit and jt looks at me and he goes shoot that thing <laughs> and i was like I, it's running he's like well stop we're gonna shoot it and i was like it's not gonna stop he's like yeah you're right it's not gonna stop it just got to that point where there was literally <laughs> so little out there that our happiest moment. Yeah, I think that was the most exciting moment. Is <laughs> we, that was the first and only time that we knocked an arrow was when that rabbit came across. Small game because, arrow. <laughs> uh, our our trek in was not very hopeful. No, and it ended up being that way pretty much the entire time, other than the uh, the handful of scat and horse crap that we saw. Yeah, a lot of deer tracks, and after we start, after we got about three miles in, we found this like awesome little patch where we thought they'd be bedded down. It was actually really sweet. We walked over this little ridge, and we weren't going to go much farther. He looked at me, and he was like, hey, do you want to keep going? And I was just kind of like, ugh, how and much, and how it's much farther? Hot. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, it started out, what, this morning, it was like, what, 46, I guess, and yeah. then when we left, and when the sun started coming out, it started hitting, like, 50s and 60s, and by the time we got, like, three miles in, we are in, like, what, the 70s, probably? Yeah. yeah, it started getting really hot, and it started getting high noon, too, we were out there for a while. Yeah, it was getting hot, and we were there for a while, and he's like, let's get over this little ridge and see what happens, so we get over this little ridge, and sure enough, it just opens up to, like, these little bedding spots and all this, and I was like, oh, this is perfect, and then we started running into the tracks, and then we started running into the deer scat and all that, and we're like, all right, it's getting looking a little better, looking a little better. So now we're kind of creeping through, and of course in Arizona you're in a desert, you're not in the woods, so everything you step on makes a loud noise, it crunches and crackles and rocks break and fall. I watched Jordan almost fall backwards off the back of a rock because he thought there was a backstop to it, yeah, and well, he wanted to. Yeah, so I'm sitting there glassing, and you know we got to our final destination point where it was, you know, this is the last spot that we're going to go, we're going to glass it for a little while. Uh, so we're sitting there glassing, and we're kind of moving around this hilltop, well... Um, I come around and I, I find a good rock that I want to sit on and it's, it's got a good, at least 45 degree slant backwards on it. And I don't know, for some reason in my mind, I saw that and I continued to sit down as if the, it was a flat rock and literally just rolled completely <laughs> off the back of it, bow in hand, <laughs> binos flopping all over the place, you know, brand new pair of $1,600 binos. Every deer alerted. Yeah. If there was deer in the area... <laughs> They knew that we were there after that because I, yeah, I made some, you know, some loud noises and said some choice words, um, but uh, everything was okay, but it was just uh, another highlight to the, the morning, afternoon pun. Yeah, so we started glassing there, we hung out for a little bit and decided that we didn't see anything. Um, we saw more wild horses, which is, like you said, is always really cool to see, and we decided to walk back so on our way back down we got down the rocks down this little rock face and this little cliff maybe about 200 yards got down to the little wash area we were walking because we weren't going to go back the way we came because it was just too brutal and it was hot and then we walked the wash <clears throat> four miles back and it was like basically sugar sand so it was probably the worst idea we ever had because that literally crushed our legs and we had i mean our packs weren't too heavy all we have is a little bit of gear in there, but our bows and everything just, it weighs on you when you're walking that much. Um, and of course, as we're walking, we see literally fresh deer tracks like that we probably spooked out of the way and it ran off, but it was like, all right, at least there's something here, which is good. And this wasn't like a um, typical hunt we do. We don't, we don't just like usually plan better, um, but it was just kind of like we'd never really been up here and we just kind of got some words from people and we don't really know where we're going, so we're just going to go for it. I think also um, it didn't help that yesterday Matt and I did a pretty nasty lifting complex at the gym, and both of our legs are completely trashed. <laughs> um, we got up this morning, both of us, you know, achy, um, you know, crackling like we were in our 60s, <laughs> 70s, whatever, and, uh, you know, getting out there hiking in, and we were going over these, you know, pretty decent-sized rolling hills. Um, some might call them mountains. I don't know. Not here. Though, but, <laughs> Not here at all. Um, I think we just thought that it was a genius plan that on the way back that, yeah, oh, this is going to be a lot easier. We'll take the wash. It won't be that bad. But, yeah, I would say that every three step forwards in that sand was essentially one step backwards. Oh, absolutely. It took us a lot longer <laughs> than we anticipated yeah. um, on, our, uh, on our egress back to the vehicle. So, uh, Horrible. Yeah, it was it was a pretty poorly 
planned idea. I think we were just, again, it was starting to get really hot. We just had our, our leader packs of water on us. Um, so we didn't feel like hiking uh, over those hills, especially with our legs being so achy from working hot the day before. Yeah, we uh, we like to definitely put in the work, you know, prior to anything we do. So we work out probably five or six days a week pretty hard. We weight lift, swim, run, CrossFit, whatever, anything that can just help us, better us. We go shoot a couple times a week if we can, if we can get out there. But keep in mind, you know, he's law enforcement. I am in the military, so with our jobs and stuff, sometimes it makes it really hard. And also bear in mind, we are in like prime time rut right now for, you know, mule deers and everything in Arizona. It's awesome right yeah, now. It's, it's prime time. It's like this is the best time to get out and do it. And, you know, the season basically is coming to an end in the end of January, right? January 30th, it closes January for us. January 31st, yeah. So January 31st, it closes for us. And then we just kind of sit and wait and just, you know, small game hunt and do what we can, go fishing. You know, summer's kind of around the corner. I mean, this isn't really a winter here in Arizona. It's getting kind of cold, maybe the 40s. In the, I think the coldest morning we've had is like 32 degrees, which isn't anything crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, we're getting into the times now where once the season ends and we're going to put in the work these last two weeks and really get after it, we're going to try to do – a backpack uh, this coming weekend. Hopefully, we're going to try to get up there and just get away from everyone and get far back there and just get some photos, camp out, hang out, and hopefully our buddy Bobby will come. And I'm pretty excited about that one because if that all works out, hopefully we'll find a nice big buck because, you know, in Arizona, you get an antler tag. That's about it. And you got to find the special units. You can't get does or anything out here unless you have a uh, unless you put in for it. Yeah, unless you get drawn for it, then you're not going to be – shoot any does over the counter with the over the counter permit tag for archery so um but yeah like matt was saying it is just prime time out here um i've been hunting a different area up towards the cat uh up by the catalina mountains in uh the tucson area and uh i was on a, a nice four by four the last couple weekends uh first weekend uh it was you know pretty low uh Hunter volume, I would say, a couple cars here and there. Uh, but the second weekend, I think me and about six or seven other hunters were <laughs> glassing the same buck, pushing about 15 does, um, which is always fun to see. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's starting to get busy, especially with the, uh, the over-the-counter archery tags that uh, Arizona allows uh, hunters out here to buy, which is awesome. So yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but unlike Matt, my season doesn't really end in January until next season. Um, I was lucky enough to get drawn for a couple different tags for the spring. Um, I got a, uh, I got drawn for a Havelina tag, uh, in unit 27, I think. No, sorry, 37, uh, down towards, uh, Arizona in the Marana area. I got drawn for a archery bear hunt (laughs) in 3B and 3C. And I also got drawn for a turkey hunt up towards Pine Top. So, uh, I got a pretty busy spring ahead of me and i'm also kind of just getting into fly fishing um i've only done it a couple times in my life i'm a big fisherman but uh, i'm gonna try out the fly fishing stuff because i look at fly fishing is like the bow hunting of fishing it's like taking it to the next level i think um and some guys will disagree with me others may agree with me but i just look at it as a, it's a different style um not necessarily harder like I think bow hunting is, um, but it's uh, it's definitely a lot more unique 
than just your average uh, going out on a boat and casting in, which I totally love, and I have no disrespect towards. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a super busy spring ahead of me with uh, my tags and um, a lot of work trips planned. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a combination. <laughs> yeah. Of a handful of different things. I, I don't know how you're going to do that with all the work trips and stuff. I wish I could just kind of just take your tags and do it for you yeah, when you're well, gone, you know, because... Well, yeah. <laughs> I am super excited because um, my girlfriend, uh, who Matt knows, is going out. Uh, she got drawn for Heavenly 2, and this is actually her first, like, official um, hunt ever. I took her out in New York uh, about a year ago, uh, deer hunting, and she is from Arizona, born and raised. So anything below like 80 degrees is cold, cold in a jacket. And uh, <laughs> uh, I took her out to New York, and I thought I was like the coolest guy ever. I bought her all this cool hunting gear for Christmas, which was really more for like spring hunting. And oh, uh, <laughs> it ended up getting like 20 degrees in New York that day, and <laughs> snow started coming through the froze. trees. And yeah, she uh, she toughed it out there for I would say at least an hour and a half, two hours. And then uh, we spooked a couple of does when they came through that we were going to take a shot at. But, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to get her out there. Though. It's going to be fun. And she's a good sport. So uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be – I forgot that he has all these tags because I remember I put in for the same ones. But I did not get drawn. Preference points go a long way. Yeah, here. preference points are a big thing here. Something, you know, I just started putting in for here. And hopefully I start getting more. I think I have deer – turkey and javelina preference point now so hopefully um <clears throat> next year will be better but i mean in other words we still have after this season ends well when january 31st comes i'll be doing a lot of fishing too i'm trying to get into fly fishing as well i haven't tried it out but i watched jt over here do it and it looks awesome it looks so much fun it's just a different technique a different style it looks a lot harder and we'll definitely try to get someone on the podcast who knows more about fly fishing because i am not the guy to talk to about it because Honestly, I've never done it, but it looks like a blast. I've done a lot of fishing. I'm from Florida originally, so I've done a lot of uh, deep sea fishing, a lot of spear fishing, and you know, bass fishing and all that good stuff. But never fly fishing because I'm just never in springs or streams out here. Actually, today was pretty exciting seeing the first like running water here in Phoenix, and I thought that was pretty exciting because we usually don't see that. Here. I really, I couldn't <laughs> never see water. I couldn't believe it. I mean. And it was cool because, you know, we get down there and I'm like, we're, and we're in a wash. And I'm thinking that this wash is the dried up Verde River, essentially. Because <laughs> yeah. pretty much every river That's everything we ever go into. <laughs> is, is always a dried up river. You know, yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's just, and essentially, it's just a wash. So we get down there and we're walking through this wash. And then just east, or yeah, just east of this wash, I look and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think that's the river right there. And we get down to it. And what, this thing's like, what, 25, 30 feet wide? Yeah, man. Deep, feet too. Deep, and deep. it's blowing. And, uh, I mean, it's super exciting to see um, a handful of, uh, I think we saw some pintails fly over. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. Especially for like a uh, a spring hunt, or like a, I guess, I guess I think there's spring duck hunts out here. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah. I've never done any duck hunting out in Arizona because it just kind of, it kind of sounds like counterproductive out here it's like an oxymoron yeah like never duck hunting in the desert but unless you go out back actually, on horseback or something yeah it's actually a really um popular place to duck hunt which i just found out recently so uh and that's just another uh, opportunity for us to go out and check that out um but uh yeah we're gonna try to hit some fly fishing spots up um, 
we went to uh, a, a cool trip that we'll definitely get more into um, and we'll talk about is we did a, uh, a Wyoming trip um, this past October in uh, 2017. Me and Matt and my father and uh, one of our buddies, Reggie, from Wisconsin, who was uh, gracious enough to invite us up there. Uh, we went up to Wyoming from uh, Arizona. We drove up there 18 hours straight and uh, hunted for a week for um, my dad and myself had uh, cow, elk, and mule deer tags, and then Matt had a cow, elk tag. Um, and, oh my gosh, I'm pulling cactus out of my leg right now. He ran into like four cactus today like, while talking to me. And yeah, full, you know. I try to like keep my eyes up when I'm hunting, um, not looking at the ground, and I walk into a lot of cactuses, yeah. <laughs> which is usually why I wear my, uh, I wear my Kuyu uh, gaiters, but didn't have them on today. Yeah, they save you but, for uh, sure. Yeah, save you from uh, a lot of uh, a lot of dangerous uh, <laughs> pain and heartache yeah. later on down the but, road. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll definitely get more into the Wyoming hunt. But yes, absolutely. We, uh, it w- which is kind of cool too because it was Matt's first hunt ever. Yeah, and uh, awesome for me. Even though he uh, he had some he ate a little bit of tag soup. Um, <laughs> we did come out with one really nice mule deer. Um, that's uh, at the at the shop right now getting taxidermy. Um, but like I said, we'll get more into that, but it's just kind of like a, a good start to this, uh, this, I mean, we've been friends for a couple years now, uh, since I moved down to Tucson in 2012, I think it was 2013. Yeah. So, uh, it's just a good, uh, start to our hunting friendship now that we've been friends for a couple years and Matt's really taken an interest in it. Um, and I've been hunting since I was a kid with my dad back in uh, upstate New York and a little bit of bow hunting, actually a lot of bow hunting in uh, Southern Ohio, (laughs) which is like big buck country for anybody that yeah. hunts in upstate New York where there's like maybe one buck a year that you see. Listen, maybe. To, every, listen to every podcast we listen to and all it is Ohio bucks, Ohio bucks, Ohio yeah. bucks, <laughs> just big bucks. Yeah. So we, uh, we got a lot, we got a lot of stuff planned for this year. Um, we're going to go back to Wyoming. Uh, we're going to put in for mule deer again. Um, Absolutely. we had tons of fun hunting mule deer. We're going to try our luck with cow elk again. We got oh, elk. God. Everybody got skunked on the cow elk. Don't worry. There'll be a good story for that one later down the yep. road when you yep. hear that. When we talk about that Wyoming hunt, you will get a kick out of that because we <laughs> we had we had a doozy of a hunt with some cow elk. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> we, we're going to put in for cow elk. We're going to try our luck with those again. <clears throat> and uh, I think we're also going to put in for uh, our antelope uh, tags since yes. we both got preference points. And we should get drawn for... Uh, buck antelope this year so we're gonna be busy um with that and then i think we haven't really planned like really got into the the, uh, logistics of things yet but the plan is to go up to wyoming uh the first week maybe last week of october first week of november and then go either right from there to ohio or drive back down from wyoming take a couple days off fly out to ohio and go out there for a week try to catch uh, some rut action out in southern Ohio where we hunt out there with one of my buddies and my dad. So, uh, and obviously we're going to try our luck with some tags here <laughs> yeah. for Arizona. So, like I said, we got a lot planned. A um, lot of stuff. And we're both super busy with work. But yeah. we, we make it happen. I mean, we're, we're definitely what, what a lot of guys would consider weekend hunters. Um, but we've been doing it. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. So, I'm not like your average. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself like your average Joe weekend hunter that – you know, doesn't practice shooting his bow and yeah. just goes out 
you know, when season comes around. Sees a horse and thinks it's an elk and shoots it accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not those guys. So uh, it's kind of cool. It's a cool process, especially, like I said, to have Matt being a new hunter and just, like, absorbing it in like a sponge and yeah. uh, just really taking a passion to it. Um, and we've been huge. Like, like I said, this is our first podcast, and I think – what really sparked this interest is just listening to so many podcasts recently. That yeah, that's what made me literally just love this whole thing. I this isn't a podcast to take you know all the information, all the notes and knowledge and stuff. We're learning just like everyone else. This is just you know, I, the one thing I can say I'm good at is definitely training for stuff like this. And I mean, with military background and him being law enforcement, that's all we do. So when it comes to training and packouts and loadouts and stuff, I we know that stuff, you know. And it comes to like lightweight and moving through stuff, like we know that. Um, coming to the hunt stuff, like you said, I, I've I've never hunted before. I just when I was younger, all it was was I would go out fishing or spear fishing, which you can and gator hunting sometimes, but um, you can kind of say spear fishing is hunting. It's just you know I'm in Florida, you know. There's not I mean there's deer up north, it's shotgun and muzzleloader action only. So you know, coming out to Tucson and meeting Jordan and like, you know, never knowing he was even a hunter really. We didn't really talk about it. And then meeting Bobby, when I met my first appointment, had no idea that he was a hunter at all because they didn't talk about it. And then once I came back, I just really found a passion for it because there's nothing better. I, I just, after listening to podcasts, I'm really big into podcast listening and stuff. And after like hearing these people like talk about, you know, filling the freezer, I never really understood what that meant until we went to Wyoming and I helped Jordan fill a freezer and it is the hardest thing you can possibly do. Literally, it's the hardest thing you can do. Filling I thought filling a freezer is like, oh, you know, we're just going to we're just going to go out there and we're just going to shoot this buck and it's just going to be easy and we're just going to, you know, cut him up and we're just going to drag him in. And like I said, it'll be more on the next podcast probably or whenever I decide to tell the story, but it was not the easiest thing. It was the hardest thing I've ever done and I was sore for 3 days after that and the very next day I could barely move. So <laughs> there, 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 I would say there's really nothing easy about what I, there's really nothing easy about any hunting. Um, I mean, I guess dove hunting is pretty easy. <laughs> we always, we've been out a couple of times dove hunting <laughs> yeah. and, uh, literally, you know, no pun intended, but we have a blast. Um, yeah. even, even we, we only shoot maybe one bird. Um, it's just awesome to get out there in the mornings and, uh, just watch the birds fly. But, uh, literally, uh, every hunt that we do, I would say, is pretty rough. Like today, we hiked about seven and a half miles. God, just, um, just working. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, you're humping the whole time. Um, even with light packs on, we were. We didn't even pack. Uh, yeah, like, how, how heavy do you think yours was? Oh, my pack was nothing. Super, it was super, super light. Yeah, I saw it to your back, and I was like, "Why does that thing look so light?" And mine's just like dragging and bumping. Yeah. I'm like, "This thing hurts, well, man." I, I, like, I got a sunburn. Well, my like neck, I, and shoulders hurt. Yeah, like I said, I have. Uh, a little more experience, but <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt just likes to make things worse on himself. I guess. Yeah, I just like to but push yeah, to I the I would limits. say my pack was maybe three pounds. I, I barely had anything in there. I had like <laughs> my wallet, my work phone, um, you know, some other stuff in there. Maybe an, an additional coat, but it wasn't even that cold. So. <laughs> I had like 94 ounces of water, an extra pair of boots, socks. I was like, yeah, we're going to be, you know, back there forever. No, <laughs> yeah. they're not back there forever. I'm just humping in sugar sand, like wash sand and just dying walking behind him and i'd let him i'd stop and let him get like maybe 20 feet in front of me i'd be like all right i'm gonna start moving now all right cool i'm gonna catch up and he looked back you're right i'm fine uh, nothing's wrong with me <laughs> well, are you fine yeah yeah <laughs> well, and, and we're both like soaking butt and sweat huffing and puffing we're like you you good man yeah yeah i'm fine man are you good yeah yeah i'm good okay yeah let's keep going 
And then you we know, both just want to stop. 10, but... 15 more feet, we stop. Are you good, man? <laughs> I think we were both like deep down aside. I think we were both like waiting for one of us to say, dude, let's just turn around. <laughs> we're but, done with this, man. But, but we I, couldn't. We're too, yeah, we're too we're, stubborn. Uh, way too stubborn. <laughs> yeah, way too stubborn. And not like, and we were very competitive when it comes to one another, like especially in the gym. Oh, it's bad. It's so awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome to have him. And when, <laughs> like when he's around or vice versa, I know that he says the same thing about me. <laughs> we go so hard when we're in the gym against each other, try to try to beat each other in workouts, and you know, so on and so forth. But I think that was it. Definitely played a factor today because uh, we, uh, yeah, I think that's what exactly. I think that's essentially what it came to, what it boiled down yeah. to was stubbornness. I, mean, I wasn't going to quit. And, <laughs> I wasn't going to quit. And, and if I was going to quit, it was not going to be until he quits. So. <laughs> Um, and there's no way in heck I'm quitting. So. Yeah, so we, we we came to like a general consensus after we glassed. Yeah, um, we sat down for a while yeah, we sat down, yeah, we sat and down looked for, at nothing. So yeah, like that's, said, you can tell we're looked tired. At, looked at the, the herd of wild horses that we saw and uh, a couple people on horseback that were running some cattle. But yeah, after that, we, we came to a consensus <laughs> that let's get back because it's starting to get really hot and we're getting low in water and we're both really tired. <laughs> so And I had a psychopath little two-year-old dog. That just I always bring up to his house because why not? Yeah. And she decides, you know, she really likes tape, so she eats tape, and she'll jump on the couch when she's not allowed to. So yeah, we had to get back to hers before she ended up, you know, destroying some stuff. Um, but yeah, like like he said, we just <clears throat> we push each other, and that's like the whole thing to it. You know, here on the you know the west side, it's you're not you're not sti- you're not hunting just sitting still. You're not getting to a spot and hanging out there. It's like you got to stock these things. You got to get out there. You have to push yourself. You got to go, go, go. And if you find a buck and you jump it and it runs, guess what? Now you're lit up and you're ready to go and your blood's pumping. You're like, well, we just walked eight miles and this thing just ran another thousand yards away from us. Yeah, let's go follow it. And then you're not going to stop until you're just like, all right, we can't do it anymore. And I learned from a good buddy of mine, Bobby. Remember, I was going out by myself because I've been really working on, you know, shooting a lot. I got a bow, and I've been practicing shooting. He was and gifted a nice yeah, bow. Yeah, I was gifted a nice bow, actually, from someone who just doesn't shoot anymore, and they said I could have it. So I changed it to my standards, changed the cams and everything on it, put a five pin on there, and started learning how to shoot. I've been going to the range. I made it go, like, I try to go once a week. There's a range right down the road for me. So I go and pay five bucks and just go shoot for a little bit, sometimes completely missed targets sometimes i'm right on and i think it's the bow's fault and really it's my fault but i'm learning and like i learned from a good buddy of mine like i was talking to him my first hunt by myself you know doing it all on my own usually i have these guys telling me oh this is where we're gonna go so we're gonna do like i didn't know like reading regulations all this stuff like when you go out in florida you just you dive in the water and you have a hawaiian sling and you just you go shoot it, you know. It's just like there is no real regulation. You don't need really a license or anything like that. You just dive down, shoot something, bring it back up, gut it, need it. Um, so I get out there. My buddy goes, hey, man, <clears throat> I just want to give you one hint of advice. Bring extra socks. And I was like, what? I'm like, extra socks? Why? He's like, because when you get on a stock, you take your boots off and put four or five pairs of socks on, and then you sound a lot quieter in the sticks and the, and the rocks. And I was like, what? He's like, I'm telling you, do it. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So, of course, I just told him that because I'm stubborn. And then I put like eight pairs of socks in my pack and I walked out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I get out there and there's these does out there and I'm I'm glassing them. So I take my boots off and I throw these socks on and I go walk up and I get about maybe 15 yards from these things before they even know I'm there. I was like, oh, man, he's right. What you you aren't able to do 
if you don't do something like that because the ground is so hard out here it's you know covered in, in shale and small rocks and and the sand is just so just so robust um, and almost impenetrable that you know it doesn't give at all so you're walking on rocks that are rubbing into the sand that are making a bunch of noise um, I, I kind of do the same thing but I don't take my so I don't take my boots off I usually just throw a, a really thick pair of socks over top of my boots to kind of cushion it a little bit um, of course you need to make sure that you don't really care about the socks because given the the robustness of the ground out here um, it'll it'll tear your socks up pretty good but I mean that's a that's just a hunting trick that a lot of the experts do I mean I guess even the basic guys, if if they're into it, you know, if you uh, yeah, it's just cool. It's yeah. just something different. Like you're just like this yeah. might work, it might not. You gotta try yeah. things that work and don't work. You yeah. know, <laughs> I always leave my boots on though because, like I said, I walk into a lot of cactus. He does. That's like his go-to. And there'll be a, some videos posted of him sticking his hand into a full-on <laughs> jumping cactus and yeah. me videotape him pull it out while he's going ah. Yeah, I uh, I got in a, <laughs> uh, a slap boxing contest with the La Jolla or La Choya. I'm not really sure how it's still pronounced. I've been out for a few years, but yeah. Uh, slap box one of those and uh, lost definitely lost <laughs> but, uh, yeah so it's just yeah I mean it's you know, like like Matt said there's nothing too crazy uh, we're, we're not here to uh, to give you guys like these expert tips you know we're not a Cameron Haynes or a Jim Shockey or our, one of our fa- our favorite Mark Kenyon, I think, yeah. is like best podcast we probably listen. We love to. that guy. It's just awesome. Wired to, <laughs> Wired to Hunt podcast. You know, like I said, we don't expect to have people follow us, but um, if you are a big time hunter and you like to listen to guys that are awesome and uh, and know what they're talking about, Mark Kenyon and uh, and all his <clears throat> buddies, uh, Spencer Newhart. Oh yeah, the most beautiful baritone voice in the world. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are awesome to listen to, and their radio that they put on, um, just super good, uh, advice that they, uh, that they put out and a lot of their, uh, guests that they have on there are just experts. The juries have been on there. Yeah. It's um, awesome. Man. Just a handful of super awesome guys that know way more about hunting than we do. But, uh, yeah, we're just kind of here to talk about like what we do and how we train and how we push each other and a lot of just super funny stories that we have and just making time for hunting and getting out and, yeah, just God's God's creation that He's provided. Yeah, us, so. just literally enjoying the woods, enjoying everything you're in or desert. We just say woods just because yeah. I think that's what JT is just. You know, that's just what is burning his head is woods because that's all he was in. And then he comes out here to the desert and he's like, "Hey, he text me and be like, did you get in the woods today?'" I'm like, "No, I didn't get in the woods today. <laughs> I got in the desert today." I mean, I'm a, I grew up. I'm an Eastern whitetail hunter, so every single time, you know. Like I said, I grew up in upstate New York, but I do a lot of hunting in Ohio, and I uh, I hunted in a couple. I hunted in uh, Wisconsin for a couple of years, just south of Milwaukee in the uh, Franklin area, where there's some massive, massive uh, whitetails cruising around, and uh, that's just like layman's term for hunters is getting out in the woods. Getting out in the woods. It's just kind of drilled my mind, even though there's not really, you know, uh, per se woods out here. Yeah, I think if I take him back to Florida and I take him spearfishing, he's gonna be like, "Oh, we got out in the woods today, even yeah. though we were in the ocean." Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> just, it's just ingrained in me. That's just that's yeah. just it's it's part of me. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're both kind of what I would consider newbies at Western hunting. Um, average dudes. Average dudes. Yeah, I, like I grew up whitetail hunting. That's like my forte. I love whitetail hunting. Um, even when we were in Wyoming, like they kept telling us. Oh yeah, there's gonna be great muleys. There's gonna be great muleys, and I was like, 
they're whitetails though, right? They're whitetails. <laughs> they're like, yeah, there's whitetails, but they're kind of like in the creek bottoms and a lot of that's private property. I'm like, yeah, but they come out of the creek bottoms, right? Like they come on public <laughs> land and they're like, they're like, you're going to shoot a whitetail if you see one. And I'm like, I don't care if that thing's a forker and I see a five by five muley. I am shooting that stinking whitetail. I just have a passion for whitetails. And, um, and I look at it and I'm just like, that's a deer. Yeah, that's a deer. <laughs> that's a deer with horns. I'm going to shoot it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, nothing, nothing crazy coming out of us. Just, uh, just basic dudes, just, uh, you know, working hard every day and, uh, <clears throat> and yeah. always just, you know, always some things just don't go as planned, like, <laughs> you know, like normal, like I, I try to plan stuff. A lot of our friends are just like, it's like week, a week prior. Hey man, you want to go up North and you want to go do something? It's like, uh, yeah. AKA but, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, what's uh three hours prior going up to the mountains? You want to go up to the mountains, or we'll go on a camping trip? And, and the mountains are like three and a half hours north, yeah. four hours north. And he, so. and it's nothing for him. He'll just drive it, no problem. But like with me, it's like I'll plan something. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go on this sweet camp trip. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna do this, this, and this. I'm gonna bring the dog. And I tell everyone like three months prior, no one responds back to me. They're like, oh, I can't do it, or you know, I'm busy. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And I usually have one person, Paul, who he'll definitely be on the podcast. He's hilarious to listen to. He's a good dude. Um, good dude. Good dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he uh, will usually say yes, he's in, and then you know, last minute, either be there or not be there, um, which is hilarious. I'm fine with it. And uh, so I'll get up there and I'll be like, maybe two days prior, I'll get like 15 text messages from everyone. Hey man, uh, I think I'm gonna come with you. I'm gonna bring this, this, <laughs> this, and this. If you bring that, that, I'm like, dude, I already have everything. They're like, all right, well, I'm still gonna come and bring everything I got. Yeah. So then we end up going out there, and I have like eight of my good buddies with me and we're just hanging out in the camp and just chill. And we usually don't camp at recreational campsites. We go find some forest roads and we go drive off. We all got trucks and we get up in the backwoods and just get away from everyone so the dog can run free. My dog's pretty trained and she will go disappear for an hour while everyone's freaking out where my dog's at. And I just give her one call and she comes running back to the truck and, and I'm we, like, Oh, and we won't discuss where his dog goes. Yeah. She that's, does some weird things. That's, yeah. She's we'll, got issues, man. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. She has issues, all she right? She has serious issues. I found her on the side of the road on an Indian reservation. The kids used to shoot at her. She was, like, half dead. And I was, like, right before her deployment, I was going to leave. And I was like, man, I can't take this dog. Like, this thing's going to work. And uh, at the time, I uh, was drove away from her. And I got a mile down the road, and I called my roommate. And I was like, hey, man, so I found this dog. And he goes, so you're telling me we have a new dog? And I was like, yeah, I guess. So yeah. I, I whip around. I go pick her up. She smells. She's farting in my car. She's crazy as heck. And it took me a while to train her up. And she's just, you know, she's got issues. And yeah. where she goes is where she goes. Super good dog. Just she's got some issues. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. She's got some issues. I'm but... actually, you know what's funny is <clears throat> she's, I don't even know what she is. She's a brindle half pit half hound but she loves sniffing stuff so like i've been looking on google and stuff on like like uh, blood tracking hounds and stuff like that like the dogs that you know like when you shoot a buck and it disappears and you can't find it they have those uh blood tracking hounds that come out and like sniff the blood and they can find like anything and i don't know how they do it it's crazy i've been looking into that and she's she's a therapy dog because she's like technically my service dog you know i bring her everywhere she keeps me calm it's just awesome to have her around i've taken her a lot of trainings and i kind of want to get into this you know, blood tracking hound because <clears throat> I hear that's like a really big thing. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's super, super. It's it's pretty rare, I would say, especially out here. Um, Very rare. They, I mean, they run, dude. I mean, it, yeah. especially here, you shoot. I mean, 
you shoot a mule deer here and you have a lot of land to look at. Like JT was talking about to talking to me, you know, early in the week, like you can see for miles, you can glass that deer while it runs away. You know, if, if you, you know, get a good shot and it's running and <clears throat> I've never hunted on the East coast or anything like that in Ohio, but he talks about it all the time, you know, you shoot a buck or a doe and that thing will just run and it will run into some brush that you have no idea where it's at. Even yeah. with a blood trail, you will not find this thing. It will yeah. disappear. And it's Those like, things will go up in your tree stands and you, I mean, they'll, they'll do whatever they can to live. Their will to survive is ridiculous. Remar- is remarkable. Yeah, it's awesome. So I, I want to get into that, and you know, like I said, some things just don't go as planned. Yeah. Um, and we're just kind of a lot just, of things don't go as planned. We're just living that life of just not nothing's planned. We're just kind of doing it. And this kind of this first episode or first podcast is just to explain what we're here to do. And you know, he might not be on the podcast all the time. I'm always gonna. I'm still learning at this. I mean, I have a tiny little mic that I bought on Amazon for like 40 bucks. We're both leaning into it right now trying to talk. <laughs> and it's like, we don't even know if this is even going to sound good after, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's where I'm learning and I know like later down the road I'll get better at it and hopefully be able to call him in so he can talk on the phone when he's on training and stuff and hear his awesome stories that he's doing. Cause he does a lot of cool stuff for, you know, the, uh, I don't want to say it. Yeah, it's just better <laughs> off if you don't say it, but but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, yeah, a lot of our friends are, are always, you know, we, we all have pretty stable jobs. Um, we're always very busy, but we always seem, always seem to be with each other on the weekends, which is always cool. Try to do whatever we can. Yeah. You know? Whatever we can. We, we're usually with, you know, it's, it's a tight group. It's like, no, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, we all came to, two, everyone that we know as friends came to Tucson yeah. and knew nobody. Yeah, we, we all got all, put here. We're all transplants except for our buddy Jake. Yeah, and he kind of, he kind of knows he kind of knows the area and know? everyone and everyone and, in and it. everyone in it, and he's related to like half the people in it. We so. can't we can't really bring him anywhere without him saying hi to someone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we all came here as transplants, like you said, not against our will, but you know we don't know where we go. We just kind of get put there, and yep. you have to make the best of it. So, of course, we all go to CrossFit gyms, and we that's how we met each other and became really good friends. And it's been like, man, what four years? Five years? Yeah. Five years? Yeah, it's been a couple years now. I mean, I met them when I was 19, and I'm, or maybe 20, and now I'm 24 years old. Yep. So it's like, I mean, these are like, this is like a family hub now. Like, when I go home to Florida, I talk about home as Arizona. Like, I don't talk about home as Florida, you know? Like, I talk about all this stuff. And in these podcasts and in these episodes, I definitely want to get into land management, conservation, all the good stuff, you know? Talking about Arizona, like he's saying, like, you know, we went hunting today, we don't know Phoenix at all. We don't know the area at all. And we go to some of these spots and we can't, there's no sign around for us to read. And yeah. like, it shouldn't be if you're an expert hunter, you should know where to go. It's like, you should be able to show everyone, hey, you know, you can hunt here. Of course, it's a little different in Arizona than, you know, Wyoming and stuff where you're encouraged to hunt and all that. It's just, it's just different. It's a different atmosphere, but you yeah. make the best of it. And it's just really cool that <clears throat> I have these guys here that got me into this stuff. So like I said, just a bunch of good dudes. Yeah, a bunch of good dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, there's always going to be a learning curve when it comes to hunting, and it's not necessarily learning about you know how to be the best shot or how to stalk deer. Um, you know, I think a lot of it plays into. Uh, I think a huge portion of it plays into knowing the right areas to go, where you can go, where you're allowed to hunt, where the best places to hunt. Um, so again, we're kind of at a. That's kind of one of our. Our, uh, our our main topics that we're in our own hunting
hunting careers that we're doing right now, like our just our little weekend hunting trips that yeah. we're trying to we're trying to learn for ourselves. Like today again, like Matt said, it was a perfect example. Um, just really knowing a good area to hunt because we know that we can go out, we know that we can shoot our bows. Um, we know we're physically capable to go to any terrain. That's that's the that's I think the I think that's the biggest thing. Sorry to cut you off on that, no, but it's, it's good. It's good. I think that is like the biggest thing. It's like, yeah, maybe I don't know how to hunt the best. Maybe I don't know how to shoot the best, but guess what? Any terrain you give me, I guarantee I'll get through it with no issues at all. And yeah. I won't be tired while doing it because, and then when I get on something, I'm not going to be huffing and puffing. I'm not going to be dying. And of course, in these podcasts, I'm going to be going over things you can do to help your, you know, oxygen intake, you know, to VO2, your VO2 max, all that stuff. Anything that just will help you when you're, say you're on the East coast and you want to come to the West coast and hunt and you're like, man, how am I going to train for 2,000 feet elevation just starting? Because that's our sea level. You yeah, know, it's 2,000 feet level, yeah. here. And then you got to, I mean, you got to climb. You'll climb two, 3,000 feet probably easily. You'll, easily. you'll literally walk a mile and you're already up 1,000 feet and you have no idea. Yep. And you're on, I mean, you'll be walking on stuff that's literally rocks are slipping under you. You know, you're almost falling down. You have a bow you're hanging on to or a rifle you're hanging on to. And you're like literally like climbing up stuff, sliding down stuff to get up to your spots that you want to get into to glass these areas that are beautiful. But to get there is a really, really, really hard thing to do. So yeah. I think you got to be in the best physical shape, and you can't just you can't just wake up in the morning and be like, "I'm going to go hunt the West Coast" because it's it's brutal. It's definitely nothing that you can just go into and just do. Especially if you're not going with like guided hunters and stuff, which we have great people we know who are are guides and stuff. We'll get hopefully get them on this podcast, and you know yeah, that'd be awesome because they can they can speak a lot more about awesome national forests here. With yeah. I mean. There are true, true professionals. Yeah, true professionals, and there are actually pretty good buddies, and they're awesome dudes, and they know exactly what they're doing. So it would be cool to get them on here. Like I said, this is the first podcast. This could be a, just a crash and burn, or I could just keep doing these episodes, and everyone can make fun of me, and my kids can laugh at me when <laughs> they're older or something. You know? Yeah. I don't have kids, which by is the way. probably what this is going to end up being. Yeah. But it's still. I mean, yeah, it's a crash shoot, but you know, we're just having fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It's man. just fun. To, it's just fun to. You know, this is almost kind of like. Just reminiscing on some of the, some of the, the good times that we yeah, had. Yeah, it's like I remember. It's I like this is like us documenting our, our yeah. hunts. I want to be eight and, years old and go back and laugh and my butt off. Inspiring like one person in the world that listens to it when Matt talks about VO two max. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it, you know there's like like I said there's a lot of factors in playing to hunting and I think one of them that will that Matt you know that Matt didn't touch on yet is mental fortitude. Um, just really. Uh, just really having that mental drive to know that you're capable of going farther, you're capable of going longer, um, and, you know, conditioning yourself in a way that, you know, you know, not just mentally, but physically, that you are capable of going. So, yeah. um, man, I mean, we're just going to, this is just such a random podcast. Like, we're going we're gonna to be touching on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But this is just going over what our year is going to be like. It's 2018 now. So I decided, I'm like, hey, new year, new me thing, whatever. Yeah. Oh, cool. But this is going to be like literally just our year. Yeah, I mean, year. we were sitting there today, and Matt's like, yeah, we're going to do a podcast tonight. And I was like, that's awesome. And I was like, you need to get a microphone. He's like, I bought one. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I brought it with me. And I was like, you actually, you actually bought a microphone to do a podcast. And he's like, yeah, we're going to do one today. And I was like, Okay, and then what you get? You reserve rights for something? On yeah, I bought a bunch of like names and stuff so I could do this, and I'm trying to figure it out one by one. Yeah, so <laughs> Everything's is, a learning experience. Yeah, this yeah. is a huge learning experience for us. <laughs> well, more for Matt. I'm just kind of here, and he's at my house, so I I think he's kind of obligated to uh, have me on the podcast right now. But 
I mean, uh, and now he's never going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much stuck. I'll be in Tucson <laughs> the rest of my life. I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really have any anything else really to say other than, uh, you know, just good dudes. Keep keep hammering. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> we're no. big camera we're big camera hand fans yeah. too. So, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll let Matt close it out. Yeah. So that's it for. Um, episode one of the podcast you know some things don't go as planned um and like i said this weekend did not go as planned starting a podcast did not go as planned it's just kind of on a whim thing and i think it's going to be a great year great hunting season and you know all of you just get out there and just crush it you know just literally just get out there and hunt so that's it for episode one and i hope you guys enjoy the podcasts that are coming our way and i think it's going to be fun and i hope you guys enjoy it any feedback would be great. You can tell us we suck. You can tell us we're awesome. It really doesn't matter. But that's it for the podcast. So working for your meat, that's going to be the name of the podcast. And I think we're just going to go episode by episode and just enjoy it. It'll be week by week, hopefully. We'll definitely have some cool trips planned and some fun camping stuff and stories and definitely bring some cool people on this podcast. So, you know, thanks, everyone. Tonight, tonight.